You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech fan number 90, I'm Tim Robertson, and yay, he's back, David Cohen. You know what? I take a couple of weeks off, and what do you have to do? You have to go bringing people in and start beating them up on the air. I know. I, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> it's uh, It was kind of fun last week to uh, you know reconnect with Guy Searle and Chad Perry to do a podcast. Yeah. And uh, hey, it's not that, you know... It's a bad show with just you and I, but I think we need to bring other people on occasionally. We haven't done that in quite a while. We haven't. We should. Um, we should. I, I mean, we we take we say, oh, anybody who wants to can come on, but we should actively pursue people and force them to come on. I met a I met a guy in Oak Park, Illinois, who yeah. is uh, an old programmer, and he's been doing it for a long, long time, and. Uh, I think he's a, an interesting guy. I'd like to get him on the show one of these days, but that's going to be one where I I go to him with my gear and record kind of an right. interview type thing. I don't know how long it'd last, but it'd probably be one of those things that I could do on the side and then we could drop it in the show. Sounds good. And, of course, you could do the same thing occasionally. You know, the problem is we record at 10 a.m. Eastern time on a Friday. Well, who the hell? Yeah. That's, you know... <laughs> It's seven o'clock on the on the west coast. Yeah, you know, three in the afternoon here. Right, people are at work but, but there. Most people are here. Well, I'm I'm at work mm-hmm. too. I, I I work my lunch on a Friday, so I can do this in the afternoon. Um, yeah, you know, it's not it's not an ideal time, and the reason we do it this time is because it's about the only time where we can regularly schedule, which works for both of us and uh, doesn't get that often squashed out by something else. And that's going to change um, the end of September. I'm going to be unavailable on September 28th and October 5th. I won't be able to do the show either one of those days. Okay. That's the grand opening week. The 28th that is our VIP party. Yeah. And then the grand opening week is October 1 through 5, and I kind of got to be there for that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we've, that's a why, you know... It's, you know, a month away. I kept on telling you, if you're going to invite Lady Gaga or something like this, she's going to need quite a lot of attention. I told you that before you started. I know. <laughs> but screw her. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Microsoft changed their logo, David. Aren't you excited? Aren't you just giddy what, with... <laughs> I was giddy with astonishment that so many people like kind of wrote stories about it. The only one I enjoyed... Big surprise is Harry McCracken's at uh, Time Techland, where he just shows uh, the five prominent logos that they've used over the years. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Here, let me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you? The, yeah, the, yeah. the first one is the all the lines. It's so seventies. The one from the eighties is very Metallica eighties ish. Yeah, it kind of looks like a video game logo. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest though, I don't. I have to say, if I had to pick any of those, I would pick the new one. Yeah, but isn't that doesn't that reflect more about um, modern sensibilities and tastes rather than necessarily the artistic merit of the logo itself? Um, I, I, what what I would say is, um, I think I would say. I'm, by the way, I'm going to say no. By the way, <laughs> of course you are, because you just like that. No, because it's colorful. 
if if you show me the Apple logo from the eighties with the with the rainbow logo, I prefer that over the monochrome one that they use now. It's fun. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's I like kind it. of a, they've they've got obviously employed a design agency who kind of have that less is more type feel to it. And I usually agree with that aesthetic. And as yeah. you know, I've talked about here on the show, I'm kind of doing that myself, getting rid of stuff that I just simply don't need or want or have any plans to use and dust collectors. I'm getting rid of that crap. What what intrigues me about this change is not the change itself, it's why they felt they needed to make it. You know, what was what is it about Microsoft as a company, as a brand, as an entity that um, uh, gave them the, the feel that, that that now they need to change the logo to something else. You know, what what is what is that going to fix? What's that going to change? And, and I, yeah, I, I, I I've not seen identity. any commentary on that, you know. <sighs> yes and no. Here's the thing. Um, they've had the, the last logo for a long time, and I think they just wanted to... The focus of that company has been changing more so over the last year than in a long time. They're going to be coming out with their own tablets, so they're going to control the hardware and the software. That's very un-Microsoft-like. I mean, yes, they had hardware in the past, mice and keyboards and stuff like that. Um, And yes, they had the Xbox, which they control the hardware and the software, but you have to if you're going to be in gaming. But this is the first consumer electronic computer product that they're taking full control of. And I think that the logo change is kind of reflecting the new direction of Microsoft. I'll be yeah, honest, it's, I, it's, it's Apple-ish. It is, but I, I, bearing in mind this is Microsoft we're talking about, I, I think they should have hedged their bets a little, maybe changed the logo after they knew this was a success rather than before. Uh, but, you know, they really are... Um, I mean, everyone's talked before about Microsoft betting the company or something, but this time they really are. Um, and uh, I think it's going to... I think the next few months are going to be rough. Really rough, because... I think the jury's very much out on Windows 8, and um, if it turns into Vista, turns into the product that everyone likes to rag on, then I think they're really in trouble. Really in trouble. Yeah? Um, yeah. You know, not, not, you know, obviously they're too big to kind of go under very quickly, but I think they'll, be, they'll run the risk of getting, them, getting themselves into a rim death spiral where, you know, that, then after that, anything they do gets negatively received. And the, and the more they do, the more they'll start to panic and trying to find, a, you know, a successful move. And, and I, one thing I don't think Microsoft is good at is doing things quickly. So, um, you know, they're, they're, some of the reviews coming out from Windows 8 now are appalling. I mean, I've really seen that. bad. Um, and, 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 you know, they, while, while the tone of them is something that I don't always agree with um, you know I, I do respect Microsoft for trying something so radically different um, a lot of the criticisms I'm hearing are, are ones that I find myself with the product you sit there if you've I've not used it on a touch screen I've only used it on a desktop PC and you sit there clicking things with the mouse nothing happening trying to find tiny little unmarked points on the screen to make things happen uh, and it's an incredibly frustrating experience and then these um, Windows 8 experience applications these things that used to be called Metro are at the moment are pretty bad you know they take on, on a they just on, a, on a, a regular computer they are ridiculous because they take a huge amount of screen state up and yet they offer you 
primitive, limited functionality. It's kind of it's kind of balmy, and and I I think the problem is is Microsoft, and this is so typical Microsoft, have gotten so focused on competing with the iPad and other tablets that they've um, thrown out their core market, which is you know hundreds of millions of desktop PCs, to do it. And I think that's a really bad move. I think this is... I've I got a horrible feeling this is going to make the response to Windows Vista look like um, a storm in a teacup. I think people are really going to reject this. Unless they make some ser- serious changes to it very quickly. Do we have a release date for uh, I think it's. I think it's early October, 6th of October, maybe wow. something like that. That's, I mean, no, you can, you, no you can get it... Yeah, you can get it now. Well, they won't change it now. I mean, that one of... Steven Sanofsky, the guy who heads up the Windows division now, who was the guy who formerly headed up the Office division, um, one of his kind of mantras is you get it to the point you want it to get it, and then you don't change it no matter what anybody tells you. So um, they won't be changing it until the next service pack. Um, Bad you know, well, it, it could be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I could be completely wrong. Uh, it could be that, that Microsoft are really, you know, kind of... Find, what they've tried to do is find a way to meld the iPad experience with the desktop PC experience. Um, and I don't think it works. And, uh, you know, I suspect that people are going to reject it. But, you know, I could be wrong. Who knows? You know, what, what, is, it, what is interesting from, a, from the perspective of somebody who's an Apple fan like we are is that obviously this is a diff, very different approach to what I'm Apple a, I'm a there. tech fan. <laughs> we, yeah, but we are tech fans who are particularly fans of Apple. Well, that's I'm my professional about, life, and I've been writing yeah. about it since, you know, 95. Yeah. But we both, let's face it, we both are sat in front of Macs right now. Yeah? Yes, because it's the best desktop, t- desktop exactly. or laptop PCs that are out there. Now, now the interesting thing is that, you know, as we well know, Microsoft, uh, sorry, Apple market share for PCs for, you know, the Mac versus PC thing, as you know, has always been round about the same place. It's climbed a little bit in the last few years, but it's, it's, it's sub 10% or round about 10%. Um, if people reject Windows 8, and that's the only desktop OS that Microsoft has for a PC, then you could see a wholesale um, move of people to the Mac because the the OS 10 operating system experience is just more like Windows than the current version of Windows is going to be. Um, and that, that really could be interesting. And I think if that happens, then Microsoft really needs to sit and take attention. Because, you know, if, if, they, if after 25 years of, of, you know, pushing, keeping Apple in a, um, in a relatively small sandbox in terms of desktop PC sales, if all of a sudden people start flocking to Apple, then that really does say to them that they've got this wrong. So we'll see. Well, I'm sure that the rest of the tech fans that are out there are as eager for this release as you and I am. I'm eager for it. I want to see, I want to see it. I want to see the tablets. I want to, I want to get my hands on these things. I want to play with them. And I want to see if they're as good as Microsoft seems to think they are. And I hope they are. I know a lot of oh, people yeah. may be surprised by that. I hope they're great. I really do. I think we need yeah. another really strong tech company that's making hardware and software. We need that. Yeah. Because it seems to me that Android is... The fragmentation on that side of the on the tech world is just... It's terrible. Well, And, and not, theft not just, is rampant, and it's yeah, just not good. Just, I, think, I think the particular problem Android has is, is something you alluded to when you reviewed the Nexus 7. Their tablets are just adequate. 
no more, no less than that. And um, that's just not good enough to compete with, uh, compete with the iPad. I agree. Uh, and, and, you know, if somebody credible doesn't come into the tablet space, then effectively we will get kind of into that iPod situation where the market is just so completely owned by Apple that nobody else even bothers. So we're going to take our first early break here. Um, my dogs are outside barking. I didn't realize they were still outside. So I'll let them in. And I want to play an ad. We talked about uh, the release of the, the... Oh, why am I drawing a blank now? That's really bad when I'm going to say something. I'm going to promote something. And my mind just completely glo- goes blank. Isn't that bad? Uh, it's, it's an age thing. I can do it time. <laughs> well, it's... it's yeah. <laughs> It's the three geeky ladies. Yeah. Um, like the MyMac podcast, like which I talked about last week, that has their own website now. Uh, the three geeky ladies have their own website. It's uh, threegeekyladies.com. And surprisingly, it looks a whole lot similar to the TechFan website and the MyMac website. MyMac podcast website, I should say. Hmm. I'm going to have to fire that designer, have him come up with something original. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know... He's uh, he, he just needs to kind of get with the program, really. And, well, I was telling them um, we need an ad to play on the other shows on the network. So here is their first. <laughs> I'm Elisa Pasali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes, and we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. So make sure you guys go check out the Three Geeky Ladies podcast. Uh, good stuff. Excellent, excellent stuff. David, you're going to be flying on a jet plane. Indeed. Not looking forward to it, to be honest. I hate long plane journeys nowadays. You said, you know, how is it when you're a kid, you can't wait to get on a plane and go somewhere, and when you grow up, you just go, oh. Uh, you know, it, I, I hate, I don't mind flying. I have no fear of flying or anything. Um, which I'm sure you don't either. It, you know what it is? It's all the crap before and after. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, fact, I was just uh, yeah. I'm I'm traveling with with my brother, my father. Right. I'm going for a trade show. I'm going to VM World, um, which is in San Francisco. Last week. remember I went last year to Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, to San Francisco this year because they they got too big for Las Vegas. <laughs> um, so you know that's it. Uh, from that point of view, it's going to be a fun trip for me because obviously uh, it's at Moscone and that's an area I know well from the couple of Mac worlds I've been to. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's my, going to be my, weird for you. You're going to keep looking around for me and Guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be sat there in the diner waiting for you to walk in. Um, but uh, yeah, so my my just like last year, my my brother and my father are coming with me, and they're going to take a holiday while I'm there. Um, and uh, I was sat this afternoon doing the online check-in thing and uh they they each had books separately but obviously we want to sit together i had three different web browsers open so i could be on the site with three different logins at the same time so i could kind of try and line up the seats 
Uh, and of course, you know, you're, you're doing it and at the same time you're doing that, other people are logging in and taking seats up, you know. Right. So it was a real scramble to, uh, to try and it? get through. Yeah, I managed it in the end, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that was kind of funny. But, you know, that's all part, that's part of it, isn't it? Is that you, now, you can't just turn up to the airport, show your passport and get the plane. You have to do the online check-in and all the security, clear all the security stuff first. And then, you know, I, and, you know I've been packing for the last couple of days all my gear and trying to think, oh, well, you know, shall I take this? Because uh, when it goes to the x-ray, they might ask me questions about it. And, you know, I don't, don't have any. Don't bring your bowling ball with that uh, string tied to the top of it. No, they no. don't like that. No, it looks like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but, but I carry a lot of obviously I carry a lot of tech with me, and uh, you're always worried that something's going to get confiscated, you know, because they did, don't like. Did it. they ever actually make bombs that were round like that with a fuse sticking out of the top? Oh, I, <clears throat> what you think that might just been a cartoon meme that they. Uh, that they made up. Well, I, I knew I, I knew Wiley Coyote used them all the time against the yeah, Roadrunner, exactly, but yeah. I've never historically. I don't think I've ever really. I know they used cannonballs, but they didn't light the cannonball itself on fire. And they used trebulets, which but they would usually light the ball of whatever it is on fire and you know then what? shoot it. I, you know what? I saw one of those last week. Did you? I went. To, I went to uh, Warwick Castle, which is a 16th century castle um, in the middle of England, and they've rebuilt a trebuchet there, and they actually test fired it with a flaming uh, uh, kind of thing of oil. It was awesome. Yeah, I bet. I'll I'll send you a video of it because I shot a video of it. It, it was absolutely amazing. It, I mean, you can tell that these things weren't rapid fire. But, um, you know, they were pretty hardcore. You should post it up on YouTube and then send me the link, and I'll put that, I'll embed that video at techfanpodcast.com. I, sh- I shall do that when we're done then. Good. Yeah. And it, will, uh, it, won't, it won't be released the same day on the website as the show goes live, but check back over the weekend or something. It'll be up there if David uh, yeah. does it. That's, I would like to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Now, I've seen miniature ones where people use them to shoot pumpkins. Have you seen those things? I haven't no. It's it's hilarious. These pumpkins just—it's like getting shot out of a rifle, and they just explode when they hit things. It's, yeah, that, uh, we we should we should talk more about weaponry on this show. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> tech related. <laughs> but you know the funny—I I like weapons as as far as checking them out and stuff. The closest I have to weapons in my house is is knives and swords. I don't have any guns. I, I'm not. I am kind of anti-gun. I think it's it's protected by the Constitution. Yeah, well, it doesn't make it a good idea. <laughs> oh, I've just just seen on the on the live news just before we. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I saw that there's too. A, there's a there's a shooting incident outside the Empire State in New York, and yeah. they're, they're saying that it was an argument that went bad, and and kind of that's the problem, isn't it? If you if people have guns. And they have an argument, then people are going to end up getting shot, and that's kind let, of let, me, let me give you the other point. You know, if other people had guns, they'd have shot them down, and not as oh, many people yeah. would have been shot. The more people have guns, the more people end up dead. Uh, in, Did, in my view, we we had an argument about this on the staff mailing list at mymac.com. Yeah, and my point was, uh, look at how many bad drivers are out there, and now imagine all those bad drivers with guns. Ah, absolutely, I, I, rest, I will rest my case. Any sort of technology can be used for good and ill. I, I recently have gotten into the whole... Have you heard of um, everyday carry? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Right, so it's kind of a... It's a 
it's a little bit of a geeky movement that you find. If you do a search for everyday carry, you'll find it. And it, and it is kind of gun-related, but it's not, not in my case. But basically, it's people who like to carry tools with them. You know, the sort of people who like pouches on their belts sure. and that sort of stuff, yeah? And, and very, very many people who, who are into everyday carry, and obviously the, the thing comes from, you know, the kind of stuff you have with you all, all your time, they will often have pocket knives or uh, big knives, and they will often have to have a gun with them as well, you know, because a lot of the people who are into everyday carry are uh, police officers, and obviously police officers tend to carry a lot of gear anyway. Um, and, and it's quite an interesting subject if you like, you know, gadgets like Leathermen and tools and that sort of thing, because obviously there's lots of debates about which is the best flashlight to carry, which is the best uh, pocket tool to carry, and all of this sort of thing. But I, 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 going back to the argument about the guns, I was struck by this yesterday. I've recently started buying some of this stuff, and I have this tiny little pocket knife. Um, we're not allowed to carry any blade that locks bigger than three inches in the UK. It's classed an offensive weapon. So I have this tiny little knife. Literally, when it's folded up, it's about the size of a uh, of kind of a quarter coin. Um, and when you open it out, it's an incredibly sharp blade. It's really great for opening packages and that sort of thing. Yesterday, I was opening a package, and I slipped with it, and the blade went right into the end of my left index finger, uh, and it led pretty bad because it's a very sharp blade yeah and yeah you know i'm and can't look like that's a thing that happens if you're not being careful if you're kind of distracted or you kind of do something a little bit badly and that's the problem with everyone having guns is that you can just not be in the right headspace one day and you don't treat it with the respect it deserves and people get hurt and it might be you it might be somebody else with a gun it's more likely to be somebody else and that's that's that makes me look uncomfortable and, and you know i don't i I wish that American lawmakers could find a way of protecting the constitutional rights without allowing people to actually carry armed loaded weapons on their hips day by day because to me, you should be able to have both. <laughs> you know what I mean yep. But anyway, there you go. That's kind of the thing. But anyway, let's go back to San Francisco because that's that's what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, I'm not looking forward to the flight um, because of all the security theatres you've got to get through and everything. But I'm looking forward to getting there, and uh, I've got a pile of stuff waiting for me when I get out there. <laughs> um, Apple does this quite cool thing now, whereas if you order from the um, online Apple Store, rather than having it shipped to you, you can have it sent to an Apple Store and then you pick it up there. So um, I find that to be very handy because obviously uh, you don't really want kind of thousands of dollars worth of stuff necessarily sent to your hotel because it might go missing. Sure. Um, but, you know, you, I'm staying at the, the, the place we've stayed at before when we've been to Macworld, so you know the Apple Store is right around the corner. Sure. Uh, and I've got some refurb stuff coming in there, so I'm kind of pretty stoked to get that. Um, I'm upgrading my uh, iPad to a 64 gig because I keep running out of space. <laughs> And I'm also doing the same for my wife because she's got the same problem. So, uh, and isn't that kind of insane that you can, you know, you can buy a six or a thirty-two gig iPad, which seems like so much space, and yet you can fill it up so quickly. Yeah, it's. I mean, we just like our stuff. Well, the problem, the pro- one of the problems I've noticed with mine is that some of the software you buy on the App Store now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I have a, I have a couple of games on my iPad that are over a gig each. And you haven't even played them yet? Well, yeah, I've played them a little bit, you know, probably not enough to warrant keeping them on my iPad like that. But the point is, is that 
that's bigger than a PlayStation 2 game which came on CD. Uh, you know, it's bigger than most games that you get on the Mac. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, it's getting up to the sort of space requirements that a, uh, you know, an Xbox 360 or PS3 game might use. Mm, more. Uh, I, I mean, some of those downloadable games on the Xbox and the PSN are paltry in size compared to some iOS games. I know. Now I know they've got to have a lot of graphics assets in to cover all the different devices. But even so, it, it's kind of struck me as a little bit mad that uh, a, an iOS game could be a gigabyte. I don't know. I think that uh, I'm going to disagree. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, You know, talking about the airport, I was reading this. uh, I don't remember where I found the link from. I'm going to say Daring Fireball, but it might have been someone that posted something on Facebook. I don't remember. Oh, by the way, I started using Flipboard again. I had forgotten my uh, username and password. Mm-hmm. And every time I thought I remembered, it was wrong. So I finally just created a new account, and it yeah up and running. It's a really good app. But um, they did this uh, study, this um, survey of their customers at this certain airport, and they found that people were saying that they're waiting too long for their luggage, even though they were getting the luggage quickly to them, uh, at least as far as industry norms. And what they found was people were walking off the plane. It took them roughly one minute to get to baggage claims, and bags would get there within seven minutes. So people are standing there waiting for six minutes. And that seven minutes is still shorter than most airports. So rather than try to... Well, then they increased the number of uh, baggage handlers, and I think that's what brought it up to six minutes before it was eight. Yeah. So instead of trying something else different, what they did is they, they they landed the plane and they landed them farther away from where they picked up their luggage. So now it took them uh, four minutes to get to luggage and two minutes to wait, and all the complaints went away. Because people had something to do by walking. Yeah, it's the same reason they put mirrors next to escalators. <laughs> it's distraction. Yeah, it, it, while, you're waiting, while you're waiting for the, uh, for the elevators to come. Right. If you're walking and doing nothing, you, at least you're walking. You're not just standing there waiting and waiting and waiting. I thought it was kind of an interesting um, subtext to the human condition that we 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 perceive exactly the same time passes, but if we're being active in that time rather than inactive, it's not as long. As no, I, I've. I've heard that that's a, there's a similar reason why if you go to Disney World, the queue um, system is so twisty. One, so they can get plenty of people into the queue, so it doesn't look like there's loads of people queuing outside the ride, um, because that will put people off. But secondly, because by making the queues very twisty, you can put more stuff around people to distract them, and also they feel like they're moving quicker. Yep. because the queue is so long uh, and they have to change direction so often and so they don't feel like they're um, it kind of makes the time pass more quickly and that's the only thing that I could figure uh, we're, we want to be distracted as people we don't want to just be standing there you know I had a uh, a car ride yesterday where I was talking to Kevin Shea who does the um, Mac Specialist podcast which I hope there's a new one coming out. And I related the story that I worked at this factory where we made the window washer fluid bottles 
for a Toyota, and this was back in the very early 90s, I'm going to say. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't remember, to be honest. And I hated the job because I stood in one spot, pulled a lever. The plastic injection molding would make this thing. I would pull it out. I would trim it with a uh, with a knife, put it in this bin to let it cool, and then repeat ad nauseum. And my third week there, halfway through that week, I pulled up, and there was a security guard that had a... Uh, I don't know why there was security at this place. It's just... But whatever. And I sat there in my car just looking at the building. And I used to go outside to have a cigarette, and the security guard would uh, would join me quite often. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a real nice guy. He's a, he's a really tall, kind of... I don't want to say fat or muscular, somewhere in between. Uh, right. Black guy that's just, he was just kind of quiet. And he was probably my age now, then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat there for about five, ten minutes, just staring at the building. And finally I see him kind of saunter over. And he kind of stood by my window for a minute. And then he leaned down and he goes, you don't want to go in there, do you? <laughs> and I said, I feel like if I'm going to go in there, I'm going to die. I feel like it's a prison, and I'm I'm sitting here trying to figure out why do I want to go in there? Why should I go in there besides you know a paycheck? And he kind of stood back up there and he kind of nodded his head a few times and he stood there a little longer and a little longer. Finally, he went down, he bends down and he says, "Smart people can't work here." And I kind of looked at him and he goes, "It's only the dumb people who can do this job for a long time." And then he reached his hand in to my window, and I handed him my uh, my uh, security thing. Mm-hmm. He took it, and he walked away. And I thought, that was a very smart man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and, well, the more intelligent you, say, you are... You say he was clever, but he was still working there. Well, he was security guard. <laughs> um, I think the more intelligent you are, the more you have to be challenged. Yeah. I, I, don't, think very, I don't think really smart people can do very simple jobs. And not that I'm, you know, some kind of an Einstein or anything, but I do have uh, a fairly high IQ, and I like to be challenged creatively. That's one of the reasons I started my Mac way back in 95. I was working for the post office, and it was one of the most boring jobs I've ever had. I mean, you literally walk house to house to house to house to house, putting paper in little metal boxes all day. That's it. That's all you do. And it was so boring. The money was good, but oh, it was just intellectually no. There's no challenge there at all. You didn't get any stimulation from the fact that you were a, a government-approved federal worker. I, I liked the security, which I thought I had, but obviously I didn't. Yeah. Um, but what it allowed me to do, because you're by yourself most of the time, and just walking during the day in neighborhoods where most people are working. Uh, it, it let me create my Mac. I had each issue planned out and written in my head before I ever sat down and started working on it. Mm-hmm. I would think up of, of ideas for the cover because remember this was a downloadable magazine at the time. It wasn't uh, it wasn't online per se. It was you'd find it on AOL and CompuServe and eWorld and BBS systems and stuff like that. But I would plan them out ahead of my ahead of time in my head, and I was thinking the other day, if it was ninety five and I had the iPhone, 
or an iPad, how much different things would have been. Because I would have had more time when I took my my breaks or a lunch or whatever. I could have actually got work done while I was working. Yeah. But maybe that's not such a good thing. Well, the, the problem with it, the problem with those devices is that you could be productive with them, but you could also waste a lot of time with them. You know, going back to being in the Disney queue, I um, mean, nowadays what you can do is you can check your Facebook page or you can read your news feeds or you can browse the internet or you can, you know, look up the history of the Pirates of the Caribbean on Wikipedia <laughs> and you can do all these things rather than, in, you know, in, have you ever done that thing where you kind of strike up a conversation with somebody in the, in the line? and get to know a little bit about them just because you're sharing that experience. People don't really do that anymore because they're always staring at their phones. I think people do it as much as they ever used to before. I think outgoing people are still outgoing people and introverts are still introverts. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe that. I I talk to people, strangers, all the time. And I don't mean as part of work. I mean, uh, I was in line the other day, about two weeks ago, right after I got my glasses my reading glasses, mm-hmm. which I can't find now, by the way. And uh, it might be in my backpack. I'm not uh, sure. Look, look on top of your head. Yeah, I wish. I, there's, <laughs> two times this last week I could have used them and I didn't have them. <coughs> and I said, what the hell is the point in having these damn things if I don't have them with me when I need them? Yeah. Most of the time I don't need them. Most of the time I see just fine, I can read just fine. But there are times where the light is low or my eyes are t- kind of tired, and it definitely helps. And yeah. I was standing at a supermarket, and I was like third in line, and there was a lady behind me. And uh, I just struck up a conversation with her because I, uh, I had my son, my uh, reading glasses on, my head. And I said, third day I've had these. And she goes, oh, I've, I've had to use glasses for years and years. And we just had a nice little conversation. Yeah. It lasted about five minutes until it was my turn to pay, and I paid and turned back, and I said, you have a nice day. And she said, you too, and she had a big smile. And, you know, I, I'm I'm not an introvert when it comes to stuff like that. I like to talk to people. Because and you can still fun. do that despite the restraining orders, eh? Yeah. Well, you know, those those people usually call the police as soon as they see me. And, you know. <laughs> mm. So something else I ordered when I get to San Francisco is a Kindle. You're going to get a Kindle. I'm going to get Kindle. Which one well, are you going to no, get? Don't get the touch. I feel I'm slightly misrepresented in, in the previous shows because I used to have, I've had a couple of Kindles. So, And I had a Sony e-reader way before anybody else did. In fact, I used to have one of the Rocket Books, which was the really old LCD readers before uh, e What did, what did I say in the last show? Um, so I kind of have been too into electronic reading for a long time. But um, I had traded away my Kindles when I got my iPad and I have decided to go back to one. Did I say something about you in the last show? Sorry? Did I say something about you in the last show, or you're just saying that you wish you had been there for the last show because I talked about it? Uh, well, I think um, Peter's comment uh, that came in about it said that I should go out and get a Kindle. Oh, and I should, oh okay, I you gotcha. Know, embrace the e-reading thing. Actually, I think that was Mike. I already have, but, uh, but I've decided to go back to one because I, I can see quite a few times now when... I'd rather have the Kindle with me than the iPad. I think technically that was uh, Michael. All right, okay. Yeah, but Peter did send in information or uh, uh, feedback from the last show, and he says, uh, hello, Tim and David, if you're back, of course. Are you back? I'm back. You're back. 
I really enjoyed the last episode where Tim, Chad, and Guy were talking about Apple TV. I happen to think Tim is right about it, but I don't think it will happen soon. I do believe it's a couple of years off, maybe longer. Uh, what I would say, though, is I have used the Kindle Touch and have an iPad. I find reading easier on the iPad, but maybe that's just me. Also, I don't hold the iPad that close to me, so when I read it, um, but I uh, when I read it, but I have to with the Kindle. Uh, might be might be the fact I have nearly perfect eyesight. Yeah, don't brag. That's, <laughs> yeah. I had perfect. I had better than perfect eyesight, and I told that story before. Yeah, where I went to the doc, the eye doctor, and. I was having problems driving at night, and he was like, yeah, it's because you're seeing much more of the color spectrum than 99.9% of the planet Earth. So, yeah. yeah. And now, uh, I'm getting older, and they're not as hmm, whatever. Don't be, yeah. don't be braggy, Peter. <laughs> don't be braggy. Can I, can I just say? No. You know, you know the, the standard for uh, eyesight is 2020. Yeah. Mine is 2012. 2012? That means I have better than average eyes as well. Now if we could just work on that IQ. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, we talked about on the last week's show this uh, supposed Apple event coming up. Mm -hmm. And usually I don't care. You know, I'm like, eh, I'm not looking to buy anything at this moment anyway, so what do I care? But I'm getting ready to put a huge stocking order in for Mac Specialist for that new store. And I pretty much have to wait to almost the last minute in case Apple comes out with new hardware. I mean, the last thing I, I want to do is stock up on, you know, 5,000 iPad cases or iPhone cases, and then they come out with a new iPhone. No good. Yeah, I, I saw a thing by John Grube this morning that suggested that there might be end up being two events. Two. He didn't see if they were going to launch anything other than the iPhone, the next iPhone. Right. They he don't want to see share... them doing that at the same event as the iPhone. Right. So he thought that um, anything else they launch would come later on, which isn't going to help you at all. Uh, I'm I'm fairly confident they, that you know what the next event that happens will be the new iPhone, and yeah. mine is out of contract now, and I'm waiting for that to to see what that looks like. But um, I'm not sure whether they'll launch any, launch anything else. You know, I've just had to kind of think about this myself. I've just ordered this, as I said, these 64 gig iPad devices, and I had to think: should I wait in case they launch something different, such as this supposed? iPad Mini or iPad Air or something, but I, you know, I took the view. Well, I, I like the devices they are now, so I'm gonna gonna get them. And I, I guess from from your stocking perspective, um, you know, they even on day one, there's going to be more of the old devices there for accessories and that sort of thing than there are for the new one. Uh, you know, that's the thing with Apple fans, and that seems to be a huge portion of the population now. They want the new hotness. But then there's another group that says, ah, you know, I went and I got the iPad too because it's three ninety nine. It was just a, a much better deal. So you get a little bit of both. And when it comes to Macs, I literally cannot keep used machines in stock. When yeah. I get something used, especially a laptop, it's not there for more than twenty four hours. It's, yeah, they, they just and go interestingly quick. enough, a big PC retailer here in the UK, um, effectively uh, the yeah, UK Best Buy, um, today they announced that all of the previous generation MacBooks in their stock were going to be available for 30% off. 
uh, and there has been near riots. <laughs> yeah, I, when I saw that, I was like, holy crap. I mean, yeah. wow. They're losing money on that, by the way. Well, yeah, I think they just they they. I suspect they're moving away from Apple. That's why they just want to get rid of them. But you think so? They probably overstocked. Well, that, that's if <laughs> it's crazy. Thirty percent is the previous just... generation MacBook Air, the eleven-inch, sixty-four gig MacBook Air with the Sandy Bridge uh, rather than the uh, Ivy Bridge uh, chipset. You can get that for the same price as an iPad today. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. If if I could do that and make a profit. I'd be a very rich person, but I—they're I, losing money on that. There's no, there's yeah. no ambiguity there. They're losing money by doing that. And if they can afford to lose money, God bless them. But whoo, mm. ouch. So, anyways, David, um, I don't really have anything else. Do you want to call this a, a short show? I think so. Um, I think um, there'll be stuff to talk about next week. Um, so we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, there's just it's been kind of a quiet week. Um, as I've said, I've been absolutely swamped uh, with uh, work-related things. And I really, I'm just not up on what's going on in the tech world. And nothing's been exciting me. Oh, except for one thing. I guess I could share this before we run. Uh, you know that I'm a, a pretty big video game buff. Oh, yep. my phone's ringing. And I decided that my son Cole is old enough now where he won't mess with stuff when he's told not to. So I'm going to start displaying. We're going to repaint the computer room and, you know, do a bunch of stuff. And then I'm going to, I've got these shelves that we're going to put up and I'm going to display my video game collection. Cool. Council, councils. I'm not going to show all the games themselves. That's. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to have all the consoles up. So when I get that done, I'll take some pictures and send them to you, and I'll put them up on TechFam as well. It, now, are you going to have a, an old away. TV on there as well, so you can actually hook them up and use them? Or I, have, just I have our first-generation Samsung HDTV, which is, uh, you know, huge. It's yeah. I want to say a tube TV. It's not tubes, but you know what I mean. Um, it's a CRT. And it's like, oh, 32 or 36 inches, somewhere in there. Yeah. And it gets a brilliant picture. But the important thing is here, you can hook up gold's old gaming systems to it. Yeah. And uh, that's going to do for now. There's there's ways that you can hook up an old gaming system. There's little converter things. But, uh, yeah, they're all working. They're all going to be connected. And if someone comes in and goes, oh, my God, that's so cool. I wish I could play that. You can play it. I have the controllers nearby and the games nearby. Pull them out, plug one in, start playing. It'll be fun. Cool. I've been wanting to do this. I started this uh, collection of vintage video game consoles before Brooke was born, who's now, mm-hmm. you know, eight. And I, I had them displayed, a couple of them, very briefly, but then Brooke was born. And, you know, I didn't want her messing with them, so I put them away. And then when she got to the age where I could start to display them again, we had coal. So I'm like, uh. <laughs> but, yeah. but Julie's going to indulge me and let, him, let me put them up again. So I'm excited to see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I like that nostalgic funness. Yeah, about no, I'm video a big game nostalgic system. fan as well. The, the one console from that period that I always wanted was the, uh, the Vector one, the Vectrex that mm-hmm. had the built-in Vector screen. Yeah, but that one came with a screen itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I've, I keep looking at those on eBay thinking, oh, I wish I could buy one. I, I've got a feeling I read, read the other week that somebody's doing an iPad emulator for it. I saw that too. Um, 
that's not the same. No, I, I know, but that, that was the one I always wanted, because yeah. I, I always had a, a thing for the vector graphics, and I always thought that was really cool that it came with the screen built in. Well, I will uh, take pictures and, and write up what each thing is, and eventually post that up on TechFan once it it's up, but we're weeks and weeks away. I've got to repair some wall damage from screws, and uh, there was a thermostat in this room that I removed, and it's got a hole in the wall there, so i got to fix that. And uh, I think some water got in underneath my window because it messed up my uh, uh, my wall inside right underneath the window. So I got to patch that up. And then, of course, we're going to repaint this whole room. It's red now. I don't know what the hell we were thinking. Uh, but we both hate it, so we're going to repaint it. It's going to be a uh, light gray, which sounds weird, but the color that we chose is kind of cool. So, But when I'm done, I'll, I'll send you a picture, David, and I'll share it up on TechFam if people want to see it. Very good. All right, David, my friend, I will see you next week. Uh, yeah, okay. Speak to you then.